Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So we're a week into the NHL's decision. There'll be no themed jerseys before games any longer. And I've seen quite a few emails and quite a few opinions on this from listeners. So I thought I'd uh, connect with two of my colleagues at Chorus Radio, on the Chorus Radio Network, who are uh, very much into sports. Greg Brady, morning host of Toronto Today on AM640. Uh, Greg uh, not only does Toronto Today on AM640, you do the Super Bowl too, don't you? On uh... I do a lot of work for the NFL on uh, on BBC5 Live, so... Uh... Uh, it goes to Vegas this year, Roy. I've got to be a good boy, not just when I'm there, but the next eight months. That's, yeah. that's one to, that's one to go out on. If that's the last one, let's, let's end it all in Vegas, I say. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, Greg. And, and, uh, <laughs> I, I know sports is so really close and dear to your heart as it is to my, uh, my buddy and, uh, host of Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML, host of the fifth quarter following Tiger Cat Games, Rick Zamprin. How are you, Rick? Hey, Roy, and all I know is what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So have fun. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are some things that happen in Vegas, come out of Vegas on a th- three-quarter million dollar bus. You know what I mean? <laughs> the money gets left in Vegas, and then you have to go home and explain. Yeah. From, that's, what yeah. I, that's what I've been told. I've never actually been to Vegas. Not that that matters to anybody. We have to change that, Roy. Yeah. Okay, Greg. So he... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing a road that... trip in February. What? I'm sensing a road trip in February. Could happen. Well, we'll leave that to Mr. Brady and see if he can uh, if he can a- accomplish this. I, I'm if if you make it happen, I'm in. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I'll get an audition tape for the pregame show, Roy. I'm happy. I'm happy to take a cassette. You, you know, um, now, what? I, I don't think you listen. To, you didn't listen to a cassette. You didn't listen to my cassette when I sent it in 1998. But that's okay. Oh, bygones are bygones. Oh, I probably God. send one to everybody. Then. Did you send me a cassette? No, I don't think I. Did. <laughs> Practically everywhere else. Flint Nobody Swan, knows what a cassette is. Flooded the market. Trust me. Coming out of school. Oh my God! I had a 1973 Corvette that that accepted eight tracks, and then there was a there was a, an adapter, and you put the cassette in it because the cassette was the latest and greatest thing in 1978 when I bought the Corvette. That's right. My goodness! All right, gentlemen, uh, the, this decision by the National Hockey League on the theme sweaters. I'm really curious what your what your take is on it, and I found I thought I'd ask you because I've seen letters, emails from folks who've had very strong opinions, um, challenging most challenging the National Hockey League on the decision that they took, and here we are a week into it. So, uh, Greg Brady, let's start with you. What what are your thoughts? I I think it was inevitable. I think uh, there was one player in uh, Philadelphia at the time, Ivan Provorov, a, a pretty decent defenseman, and he pushed back and he said. Uh, my religion is Russian Orthodox. I, I'd prefer not to wear the pride jersey. And I, they, he didn't. I guess they didn't want to send him out in a regular Flyers jersey, so he sat at warm up. Um, then we saw former Leafs goalie James Reimer do the same in San Jose. Then we saw the Stahl brothers in Florida do it. And I think I thought by that point, this won't come back next year. And uh, and it doesn't mean that there won't be these nights. There will be a night. Uh, for support of of, uh, of the LGBT community. There will be a mi- uh, support for the military, police, uh, First Nations groups. But it, it doesn't have to be as demonstrative would be the word I'd use. 
with the sweaters. I, I think it ended up being inevitable. Um, and I think the league went further than any of the other three major sports leagues have in terms of, you know, saying we're going to have about seven or eight of these things over 41 home games. And, and they were bound to run into at some point, you know, immovable force meets uh, uh, whatever the, whatever the object is. I think it was not, it was, it's a natural progression from the time Provorov said, I won't do it. Yeah. Rick, what's your take? Well, I'll, I'll echo, you know, the comments of, you know, Connor McDavid, who calls it yeah, disappointing. Um, I had uh, David Palumbo on my show uh, a week or so, or so ago from the You Can Play Project, which has worked with the NHL for about 10 years now and just amplifying the uh, the voice of the LGBTQ community. And, you know, these Pride Nights, these jersey-wearing events were, I think, important in terms of, you know, visibility and, and seeing especially for kids, seeing these players, their role models, you know, really being inclusive. And, and I, I think that was the overall message, what the NHL was trying to send. And I think it was working for the better part of, you know, more than a decade with the You Can Play project. But, you know, they also have a tagline of hockey is for everyone. I think, you know, what they've done is they're kind of going against that, even though, yes, I know they're going to have pride nights. And I know they're going to have, you know, players still, uh, you know, autograph jerseys and there'll be jerseys for sale and whatnot. But it, it really seems to be, uh, you know, the, the epitome of cancel culture. Not only are we going to cancel this, but, you know, as Greg mentioned, too, the, the, the indigenous themed jerseys are gone. The hockey fights cancer events are going to be minimalized or at least muted somewhat. So I, yeah, I think it's disappointing, not surprising. But I think it's disappointing. Hey, Greg, the commissioner, the commissioner looked so uncomfortable making the announcement. Of course, he looks uncomfortable when he hands out the Stanley Cup, but but he really particularly looked uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I, th- I think his hands were kind of tied here. And I, I'm going to say this. I know that Gary Bedman works for the owners. We come around that, that logic every time. I'm sure Rick does, Roy, you do. I do. People call and say, I don't get it. Bedman's so bad for the league. I'm like, He's, a, he's basically somebody that you don't have to love as a fan and you sure don't have to love it on, on the players because he's a dogged negotiator and he generally wins the negotiations for the owners. So I, my, my thought is that the players, I, I know this lands at the owner's doorsteps for looking like the owners don't want this anymore. I'm going to tell you, I think the owners realized they were in, they were in a bit of a wrestling match with the players and Though Rick's right, um, th- these causes matter, and being heard matters. I think they realized we're trying to get 20 people in a room here, 22 people in a room, all males, all kind of alpha males. I think we'd say this if you're getting to the NHL. Um, you know, th- there's, uh, there's a little bit of an aggression and masculinity to your game. That doesn't mean you can't be accepting. That doesn't mean you can say, Hey, love who you want to love in your own life. I support you. I'll go to bat for you. I'll defend you. All of that. But I wonder if if the NHL, like I said, unlike the other leagues, went almost, you know, to the player's mind over the line and said, all right, it's like, we'll support these Knights. We know we have to be active in the community. And sometimes we know we have to do and say the right things or or we get a bit of a slap for it. But but the sweater might have been a bridge too far for some players. and, And then it causes tension in a dressing room, and it's the last thing you want. I mean, mm-hmm. there's bigger things, of course, than sport, but if, if the players are getting paid to play the sport, you're kind of, it did start be- becoming a distraction. There's no question about it this year. So I'll ask you this question, both, uh, I'll ask each of you this question. How does this play out then in the upcoming season? Rick, how do you see it playing out? Because the controversy is going to resurface. 
Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I, I will say this, too. I think the timing of the comments, you know, during Pride Month, and I know it was an answer to a question, but still, I think Commissioner Bettman could have deflected it at least until, you know, closer to the upcoming season. Uh, you know, doing it during Pride Month, I think, was a little tone deaf on his part. But, uh, you know, we're still going to have these Pride-themed nights. We're just not going to see the players wear the jerseys on the ice. That's that's the one big change. I'm I'm very intrigued on how the league, how the networks, how the media is going to promote the fact that, yes, this is on and this is how you can support the community, the, the messaging is going to be really interesting to me. Uh, and I, I will say this, you know, I, I do agree with the commissioner when he said, you know, the owners feel it is a distraction because, you know, the, the overall message is uh, this is, we want to make this an inclusive sport. Obviously, for some people, it is not. They're, they're just not there yet. But, the the Provrovs of the world, the James Reimers of the world, those the Stahl brothers, those players that didn't wear the jersey, they became the story. And the overall story should have been, hey, it's Pride Night at Scotiabank Arena or at Rogers Place or you name the venue. And that was the distraction and the league just could not go down that road. Greg, how does it play out? I think it's a quieter year for sure. I think, I think there might be some lament because to Rick's point, um, the, the jerseys that were worn... You can sell them afterwards for charity. You can benefit community. The money can be funneled back into uh, the teams helping charities. But, again, only league that was sort of pushing it that far. The NFL has a breast cancer month, and all three of us love the NFL. And we see pink socks and pink shoes and, and pink shoulder pads, and, and it, not just during the warm-up, but the game. But I've yet to see teams in the NFL, NBA, where you know wear those things in warm-up. And I would make the case. Think about how adamant and, and on it. The NBA was protesting after uh, after the George George Floyd murder. I mean, they stopped games. The NHL didn't. Remember how much stick, if you will, the NHL took in uh, in June of 2020 when they just pl- shrugged their shoulders and played through those games. So uh, you know, the NBA wouldn't have a pro police night. They wouldn't do that, would they? So they wouldn't wear uniforms that made them look like you know members of the military or the police. So I, I just think it ends up being that slippery slope. I know they want their players and teams active in charitable endeavors, um, but I, I think they sort of played with fire a little bit with this one, thinking we can get 600, what are we talking now, uh, 32 times 2,640 players all to buy in. I think that's a, that's a hard ask among 640 human beings of any, of, of any uh, creed or color or age. I think it's really hard to do. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.